This recording is part of the Trinity School Audio Library. All recordings are created for educational purposes to support students with disabilities and are not for profit. The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis As read by Luke Zedwick, Letter 23 My dear Wormwood, Through this girl and her disgusting family, the patient is now getting to know more Christians every day, and very intelligent Christians too. For a long time, it'll be quite impossible to remove spirituality from his life. Very well, then, we must corrupt it. No doubt you have often practiced transforming yourself into an angel of light as a parade ground exercise. Now is the time to do it in the face of the enemy. The world and the flesh have failed us. A third power remains. And success of this third kind is the most glorious of all. A spoiled saint, a Pharisee, an inquisitor, or a magician makes better sport in hell than a mere common tyrant or debauchee. Looking around your patient's new friends, I find that the best point of attack would be the borderline between theology and politics. Several of his new friends are very much alive to the social implications of their religion. That in itself is a bad thing, but good can be made out of it. You will find that a good many Christian political writers think that Christianity began going wrong and departing from the doctrine of its founders at a very early stage. Now this idea must be used by us to encourage once again the conception of a historical Jesus, to be found by clearing away later accretions and perversions, and then to be contrasted with the whole Christian tradition. In the last generation we promoted the construction of such a historical Jesus on liberal and humanitarian lines. We are now putting forward a new historical Jesus on Marxian, catastrophic, and revolutionary lines. The advantages of these constructions, which we intend to change every 30 years or so, are manifold. In the first place, they all tend to direct men's devotion to something which does not exist, for each historical Jesus is unhistorical. The documents say what they say and cannot be added to, and each new historical Jesus, therefore, has to be got out of them by suppression at one point and exaggeration at another. And by that sort of guessing, brilliant is the adjective we teach humans to apply to it, on which no one would risk ten shillings in an ordinary life, but which is enough to produce a crop of a new Napoleons, new Shakespeare's, and new Swift's in every publisher's autumn list. In the second place, all such constructions place the importance of their historical Jesus in some peculiar theory he is supposed to have promulgated. He has to be a great man in the modern sense of the word, one standing at the terminus of some centrifugal and unbalanced line of thought, a crank vending a panacea. We thus distract men's minds from who he is and what he did. We first make him solely a teacher, and then conceal the very substantial agreement between his teachings and those of all other great moral teachers. For humans must not be allowed to notice that all great moralists are sent by the enemy not to inform men, but to remind them, to restate the primeval moral platitudes against our continual concealment of them. We make the sophists, he raises up a Socrates to answer them. Our third aim is by these constructions to destroy the devotional life. For the real presence of the enemy, otherwise experienced by men in prayer and sacrament, we substitute a merely probable, remote, shadowy, and uncouth figure, one who spoke a strange language and died a long time ago. Such an object cannot in fact be worshipped, Instead of the creator adored by its creature, you soon have merely a leader, acclaimed by a partisan, and finally a distinguished character approved by a judicious historian. 
And fourthly, besides being unhistorical in the Jesus it depicts, religion of this kind is false to history in another sense. No nation and few individuals are really brought into the enemy's camp by the historical study of the biography of Jesus simply as biography. Indeed, materials for a full biography have been withheld from men. The earliest converts were converted by a single historical fact, the resurrection, and a single theological doctrine, the redemption, operating on a sense of sin which they already had. And sin, not against some new fancy dress law produced as a novelty by a great man, but against the old platitudinous universal moral law, which they had been taught by their nurses and mothers. The Gospels come later and were written not to make Christians, but to edify Christians already made. The historical Jesus, then, however dangerous he may seem to be to us at some particular point, is always to be encouraged. About the general connection between Christianity and politics, our position is more delicate. Certainly, we do not want men to allow their Christianity to flow over into their political life, for the establishment of anything like a really just society would be a major disaster. On the other hand, we do want, and want very much, to make men treat Christianity as a means. Preferably, of course, as a means to their own advancement, but failing that, as a means to anything, even to social justice. The thing to do is to get a man as first to value social justice as a thing which the enemy demands, and then work him onto the stage at which he values Christianity because it may produce social justice. For the enemy will not be used as a convenience. Men or nations who think they can revive the faith in order to make a good society might just as well think they can use the stairs of heaven as a shortcut to the nearest chemist's shop. Fortunately, it's quite easy to coax humans round this little corner. Only today I have found a passage in a Christian writer where he recommends his own version of Christianity on the ground that only such a faith can outlast the death of old cultures and the birth of new civilizations. Do you see the little rift? Believe this, not because it's true, but for some other reason. That's the game. Your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. This recording is a ministry of the Trinity School, a culture-building enterprise focused on education, influence, industry, and the arts. To support this project, visit gracestaten.com slash trinityschool.